Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number three to Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Regal Mendelza holding down for here on your Turn It On, Leave It On stage. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation with you until 11 o'clock tonight. Really appreciate David Hellman of Fox Sports for joining us during the entirety of the 8 o'clock hour here on the Get Right. If you missed any of our conversation with him, you can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app or you can check out the Get Right podcast page. You can listen to the whole interview with him. Uh, for the entire eight o'clock hour on one hundred five through the fan um, I re- one I really appreciate, and this is like just an off air thing that I'm now bringing on air for some reason. I guess that's our our show mo. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you know the look on my face. That means there's something that I would like to say. That's right. Um, secondly, I'm going to bring this to air. Uh, one of our teammates, Kevin Hagelin, asked me a very interesting question that I'm just gonna like crowdsource at this point. Um, for an average human, how many NFL games would be the equivalent of doing the Tour de France? Because, like, they're, they are wildly strenuous on the body for different reasons, right? And maybe maybe I'll bring this back around as a conversation later in the show. Um, but, yeah, I was like, yo, that's crazy because NFL games, like, uh, car crashes, right? Just tons and tons of car crashes, in essence, is what we're doing. Tour de France is just a wild level of endurance and lower body and, I mean, core. And so I'm just like... I don't know exactly how to do that exchange rate, but now it's going to be stuck in my mind. But anyways, uh, if you have, do you have a thought on that instantly, or are you just going to have to marinate on it? Oh boy, how many NFL games would be the equivalent of a, of a singular Tour de France? Which and I don't, I guess I need to look up some details. Like, let me see how many stages we it's got. Like Twenty twenty one stages. Remember, or and like, like that. what what is the ultimate distance and whatever in order to try and kind of backwards try and figure out, um, you know, the the, the exchange rate, but. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have to think about that. Yeah, well, while we think about that, it's list week, baby. It is list week on the get right at Kevin Gray Sports at Red Set Tool if you want to get at us on Twitter. One breakout candidate for each NFL team this upcoming season as training camp is just two weeks away for your Dallas Cowboys. Plenty of NFL to get to over the next couple of weeks, or for Reggie, maybe not. Uh, during this time of the year. But at the same time, uh, for NFL sickos who are just fiending for Cowboys or NFL content in general, this is your week to make it stretch. By the way, shout out to all the Cowboys uh, content 
creators in particular. I see with the alliteration. Uh, when I'm talking about folks like Skywalker Steel, uh, Big Game, uh, James Yates, when I'm talking about Vach Lombardi, uh, who else am I talking about? Boss Cowboy, Laws Nation. Um, I'm talking about all of y'all. Yeah, you realize you got yourself into a loop where you had to name every single person. Jay Tuck, mm-hmm. all of them. Yep. Yeah. Hope you didn't forget nobody. They're going to be mad. Uh, BLS, all of y'all. That's right. Shout out to all of y'all because y'all the real ones out here <laughs> with the content uh, in these streets uh, handling business. But this comes from The Athletic. The breakout candidates for all 32 NFL teams, this comes from the athletic NFL staff, uh, not just Mike Jones himself. Who? That's right. Uh, There's some interesting names on this list, uh, by the way. Some out-of-the-box names, and, of course, the name that we'll start off with and most important uh, for Dallas Cowboys fans. Who do you believe the athletic has as their breakout candidate for the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming season? This is courtesy of one John Machota. Yeah, I was wondering how in-depth we're going to get here. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Tony Pollard is a reasonable expectation because, you know, obviously we were talking about with Dave. Like, there's just a, not another running back that you can anticipate carries a lot of the load in addition to him. So, like, that in addition to maybe he's featured more in the passing game than he has been previously, maybe that's enough. But maybe maybe that's too big. He's already had too big of a role. And maybe you could look at somebody like a Damone Clark who would go from – being a backup linebacker to now being a starting linebacker and being a larger facet of the defense. Those are the two that I'm thinking about. Um, the obvious and not so obvious. I'm interested to see if either of those is correct. Uh, you're right on the defensive front. Hey, Damone Clark? N- oh. Nope. Oh. Well. Think about the defensive line. Oh, are we, is Mozzie? Mm-mm. Osa? You got one more. In oh, you. Sam Williams. There it is. Duh. Yeah, Sam no, Williams. I, no, no, no. Like, don't even try and make me feel like that was so dumb. How did I miss <laughs> Sam? Because it's the thing. We've talked about it multiple times this uh-huh. offseason. And looking back towards the season, he was looking so good. And all it takes is now more opportunities for that to show. Like, all I think for me, and let me know if I'm out of pocket here, all I need to see is more snaps. I think I've seen enough of him taking advantage of the snaps that he's been given. Now he just needs more of them. And it's funny because Michelle, for his other considerations that he had here, Damone Clark was one of them. Yeah! So there thanks, you go. Thanks, Johnny Matches. Uh, Jake Ferguson, Malik Davis, and Jalen Tolbert were the other candidates. But Michelle writes here, Williams had a solid rookie year, tying for second on the team in tackles for loss with 10. In 15 games, the second-round pick also added four sacks and nine quarterback hits. But Williams has the potential for much more. He sees himself as a double-digit sack player, who can get in the backfield from multiple defensive line positions. He had 12 and a half sacks, of course, during his senior year at Ole Miss uh, with opponents focusing on defensive player of the year candidate Micah Parsons. There should be plenty of opportunities, to your point, yeah. for more production in year number two. By the way, second in the team on the team for TFLs with 10. It's a lot of production for a guy that didn't necessarily see a lot of a lot of playing time last year. He maximizes opportunities, yes. and now it might be unfair to say, "Well, just multiply that by the you know the jumping snaps, and boom, now you got a dude who's you know that might be a little unfair." But it was fantastic to see him in that rotation, and maybe the rotation is still somewhat similar, right? Where he's technically not a starter, but because we know who Dan Quinn is and the way that he likes to utilize his um, his ends and his defensive um, players in general. He's going to get opportunities, and maybe he just has a larger snap share, and then we can see him be more of a factor. 
So, no, I'm, I'm excited, and I think that this is the right pick, even though I first said Damone Clark, and then I said Osa for some reason. Actually, and Mozzie. I just said I a mean, whole bunch of names. Demone, I said about half the half the damn team. I mean, but your Damone Clark pick was spot on. Here. I thought it was a good reason, though, right? Like, it's a good reason. You were very thank you. Your reason was very very good. Don't don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Thanks, man. Okay, uh, Kadarius Tony, how about for the Kansas City Chiefs? By the way, who's been doing a lot of talking? Has he? Have you been seeing Kadarius no. out here on the social media? Nope. Yeah, he's got a lot to say these days. About what? Specifically the Giants fans. Oh, well, no, that makes sense. Because <laughs> he was not happy that he was so unhappy. He's been talking his talk in a lot of different, on a lot of different platforms and mediums uh, to let Giants fans and the Giants know how he feels exactly about, you know, not necessarily being there anymore. Look, if you don't talk your top while you up, when are you going to talk it? I mean, he is a Super Bowl champion now. You know, days. like, this is the time to talk your talk. Also, like, you you still, you look at that wide receiving core, and it's not like they have a ton of um, high-level talent necessarily like they had last year. Now, of course, that could change a little bit if uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, they mm-hmm. find a way to, you know, ma- massage the salary cap to get DeAndre Hopkins what he wants. Uh, but, no, nah, that that's a guy who has a lot of interesting talents that can be utilized well by – um, Andy Reid and who's the new offense coordinator? I don't know, I forgot his name. Um, but yes, uh, that could be utilized Man, by that team. Nagy's taking over there again. Oh, Nagy's back. That's right. That's right. Um, and so I think that they're inclined to utilize him, especially now that he has another. He has like a full off season to work with the team, have an opportunity to gel. I believe that they're going to make the make use of him, and he has very particular talents. It's one of the reasons why it was a a story when he was with the New York Giants and not playing. It was like, yo, he he can do stuff. Why is he over there not playing? So, um, I get it. I think that that's fair. He has an opportunity to break out. And look, if you're playing with Patrick Mahomes, you always have an opportunity to do something incredible. I think. And that's the part I'm most excited about for him is getting a chance to play with Patrick Mahomes for you know another year. And being able to showcase what he is capable of, uh, as Lourdes Guriel, excuse me, uh, hits a home run for the NL. Oh, the NL. I'm sitting there he just he just evened this up, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he just tied it. Okay. I'm sorry, lost my whole train of thought. I was thinking about an Astro, uh, but anyway. Oh, you just be thinking about Astros, huh? Interesting. That, Interesting. You relax, heard it. Relax. You heard it right. Relax. As the National League ties it up at two in the Midsummer Classic, in the MLB All Star Game from the uh, six eight two twenty seven NFL games would be there. Ain't no way. Would be there. Uh, the way that they just be hitting each other. I guess we also got to figure out NFL games playing what position. Are you in the trenches? You playing like safety? You playing quarterback? Because those are di- those yeah. are different levels of a uh, of punishment, so mm-hmm. to say. Because somebody was just like, you know, you break down the cardio or calories burned, and I'm like, calories burned don't take into account me getting hit. By large human beings, because that don't be happening on the Tour de France. No, like no shade, and like there's no way to discount what them fellas be doing. But oh my God, right, getting hit by these big burly, you know who's is not really or as, what what did, what did my guy say earlier? Uh, Darrell Rivas, mother suckers. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, getting getting hit by them dudes. Uh, not, that is not comparable to just the cardio that you got. Uh, by the way, speaking of dudes, are gonna be hitting other dudes this year. A uh, breakout candidate that would not be good for the Dallas Cowboys. This one for the New York Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau for the New York Giants. <sighs> yeah. Um, Dan Dugan for the Athletic Rights. Uh, Thibodeau's uh, rookie season featured flashes of the talent that compelled the Giants to use the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL draft on the outside linebacker. The hope is, is that he can build off his potential to become a game-wrecking presence 
off the edge. His advanced metrics as a pass rusher ranked much higher than his four sacks last year. So there's reason to believe that he will make a greater impact in year two when he converts pressures into game-changing plays. Yeah, don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that. Don't want to entertain the thought. I mean, it's probably right, and that's something I I love a, a like kind of a logic logical um, idea that then makes me think, and the idea that the advanced metrics did not fully get borne out in the sack totals is um <laughs> that's a little scary, right? The idea it is. that if he keeps playing the way that he does, and then the results show up and match what uh, the play has actually been, yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't. By the way, that home run was overturned. Uh, so it is still two to one well, in favor of the American League in the MLB All-Star game at this point. Um, but look, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau has a chance to make a lot of things happen for that defense. Wink Martindale running that defense for New York. And, and Wink, like, Wink, Wink likes blitzing. Wink yep. likes throwing uh, pressure. Mm-hmm. And that, that will give uh, him, along with all sorts of other players, opportunities to get after a quarterback. Uh, and last one I'll mention real quick here because it's kind of strange to see a 30-year-old be named as a breakout player, but he gets a chance to have a clean start in Pittsburgh, and we'll see if Kenny Pickett can utilize it. Uh, Allen Robinson the second, playing yeah. in Pittsburgh. And here's the thing. Not believing it. Oh, really? Yeah, dog, I'm out. Oh, you're out on Allen Robinson? And I was in last season, right? Like I was, Or maybe the season before. I, don't, I can't remember what when time. He was, when he signed with uh, Los Angeles, yes. I was like, I was like, yo, yo, this is about to be a thing, right? I had, I had seen, and this, I guess this is the problem, I had seen the flashes and more than simply flashes with him. I was like, I've seen the talent there. Mm-hmm. That's a good player. He's just been on the Bears. And Bears fans are like, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, some just don't click with him. It just don't come together. And then we saw him end up with the Rams. I was like, all right, the Rams, great offensive minds. You have a quarterback who's more than sufficient, right? This should get this should come together. And it didn't. And I was like, oh, huh. And it and it was it wasn't just like, yo, why is why aren't why aren't they uh, throwing the football? And I, I said the Rams didn't. Um, like, why aren't they throwing him the football? It's like, no, 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 no. When, when they when they tried to get him the ball as well, it didn't come together. Um, so yeah, yeah, the idea that he's just gonna go to the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, who. He had a fine rookie season. I'm still not particularly sold on him as a quarterback. Um, the idea that that's going to make it come together, yeah, I don't know about all that. I well, don't. I think that he the issues that he has are the issues that he has, and he could be fine. He could be a you know a solid wide receiver. I just don't. I don't anticipate the idea that he's going to break out into something larger than he's already been. And maybe he he could eat a little bit off of um, George Pickens and what he's going to be as the number sure. one wide receiver out there. Maybe that could help Allen Robinson. Uh, get back to some form for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, those are some of the breakout candidates for the 2023 NFL season. As we continue list week here on the Get Right, Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, a little NBA conversation. Yeah, uh, the NBA announced that they will be doing an in-season tournament. Uh, so what do we think about the mid-season tournament? Is it a good idea? And will it actually matter to, matter to fans and players? We'll discuss it next on Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Rigo Mendoza holding down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. Are you a fan of the NBA's in-season tournament? 
among a couple of NBA topics we'll discuss here on the Get Right. Right now it is two to one in the top of the seventh inning in the MLB All-Star game as the American League clinging to a one-run lead right now as there are two outs now in the top of the seventh in Seattle. I was going to say the NL is threatening, but they you know, just secured that second out at the top of the inning, so not sure that they'll be able to get a run across here. As Shohei Otani is literally doing press conferences in the middle of the game. He's like, I'm done playing, so. As his night is done. Let's get this over with. By the way, real quick before we get to this NBA topic, mm-hmm. my favorite part of this broadcast so far is the fact that Derek Jeter has still not sat by Alex Rodriguez since he's joined Fox. Yeah, Poppy is between them. Have you noticed that? He's a petty dude, Jeter. (laughs) Jeter, petty as hell, boy. (laughs) He's like, look, if I'm going to join this crew, I will not sit next to A-Rod on any set, anytime, anywhere. The the four of them, Rodriguez, Ortiz, Jeter, and Burkhart, are sitting on the front row on what appears to be the third base side of the uh of Seattle's stadium or whatever. Team Old Park. It's team, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh Jeter has Big Poppy in Big between, Poppy yeah. in between him and David Ortiz. And uh Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, if there was one thing I learned from the seventeen part uh <laughs> Derek Jeter documentary is that he is very unabashed about not liking that dude no more and not like he doesn't feel like he, he should don't be rock bad with him about at all. It. Mm-hmm. He's like I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like I need to mend nothing. It is what it is is basically what he, his his mentality. At least that's how I how I came away from the 25-part documentary entitled The Captain. Put that in the paper. I'm not sitting next to A-Rod, okay? Yeah. I'm not signing a contract unless that, that special clause is added right up front <laughs> on page one. Bold lettering. Well, let's uh, keep you up to know what's happening in the All-Star game as your Texas Rangers sent six gentlemen to the Midsummer Classic. Uh, let's throw it to... Wait, before we do that, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we should illustrate or let people know, like, the NBA has, in fact, decided to yes. institute something that they talked about for a couple of seasons, which is a mid-season tournament. That's right. So, like, a competition that kind of goes outside of the bounds of the actual regular season that leads to the postseason, which leads to the Larry O'Brien Trophy. There's this. They're trying to add this other thing. And, of course, the whole idea is to try and make it so that the games in the middle of the season, you know, I guess the dog days of the NBA season, so to say, are less boring for fans and players and everybody involved. And Richard Jefferson, uh, KG's homie, as he likes to tell it sometimes. Um, good Richard, guy. Uh, Richard good guy. Jefferson, um, fantastic announcer and analyst. Mm-hmm. He breaks down all of the rules and what you need to know about the new mid- midseason tournament in the NBA. But how does it work? Like this. First up is group play. All 30 teams will be split into six groups, three from the East, three from the West, with a random draw based on last year's regular season records. Each team in a group plays each other one time, a total of four games, two at home, two on the road. Now, those games happen Tuesdays and Fridays in November, so set your calendar. Basically, these regular season NBA games also count as tournament games. Now, in each group, the team with the best group play record after those four games, they're moving on. The team with the next best record in each conference, those two are the wild cards. Always watch out for the wild cards. Now, we get to the knockout round. Eight teams, single elimination, and you know what that means. Win and move on. Or lose. And you're out. And the last four teams standing, guess what? You're headed to Vegas, baby. That's right. 
in Las Vegas, the semifinal battles will get us to the championship game on December 9th. Two teams in a winner-take-all final to be named champion and be awarded the first ever NBA Cup. Come on now. So there you go. That is Richard Jefferson doing a fantastic job of quickly explaining pretty much all the pieces that you you need to know pertaining to the new midseason tournament that leads to the NBA Cup. Um, what are you, what were your first impressions of this? And like generally, do you seem to like it? The NBA Cup. Yes. That's the best they could come up with. What you want them to do? <laughs> At least the WNBA, they call it the Commissioner's Cup. Like, okay, first of all, I wasn't necessarily clamoring for an in-season tournament. I don't think anybody was clamoring for it, but it's not. Um, this was not done because people were clamoring for it. It's because they're trying to find something to make mid-season games more interesting. Yeah, they're trying to incentivize regular season play and for players and teams to ensure that the stars of the game are playing in these games as well so that fans can have a chance in part to be able to see some of their favorite NBA players uh, play, whether it be on the road or the off chance that they have to actually see them play. So I get some of the reasoning behind this. There's a global aspect to this as well. Adam Silver taking, you know, a page from the EPL model, or I should say the overall soccer model when it comes to, you know, in season, in season tournaments. So I get it. But at the same time, um, how much interest will players have in this? What level and to what degrees will players be willing to participate in these games? Because ultimately, if you're a championship contender, who gives a damn about this NBA Cup? That's uh, And I think that's a fair question, but then my response is, how many championship contenders are there? Because this is, this is one of the issues. So we're incentivizing you know teams that don't have a chance to have something to win? Like, what is this, participation trophy games? Like, and what, what some, some, somebody made that from the A17. They said, I want to know what fans told the NBA they wanted this because I don't care about no consolation prize. Come on, bro. This is a glorified all-star tournament. Someone from the 214 said, nah, I'm out too complicated. Now, to the too complicated point, I, do you remember when the play-in tournament was being introduced? There was a lot of people saying, ah, this is too complex. I think it's laying it out and explaining it is probably more difficult when you actually get into it it's a lot, very simple yes and the w is in, the wmba has implemented it um i know some of y'all hate the wmba deal with it um and we've seen it operate it just ends up being certain game, certain regular season games count for two two things mm-hmm. and then a few teams will have um an extra game to play and then they'll they'll get a tournament this is the thing that I find interesting about this, or amongst many things about it. And I guess I should go back to the idea that nobody wants a consolation prize. One thing that I think is is wild about like our American sports watching situation is that the idea that there's only one prize, right? Like the idea that there's only one thing to win, and it it one it shallows the pool of interest because it's one of the reasons why the play in had to be made is because once you get far enough in the season you look up and you go our chances of actually winning aren't there and so let's let's go for something else there's something to be said for giving teams in the middle of the pack or whatever something to aspire to as well and not saying that they would win because those good teams still have an opportunity at this and hell you know what makes you better not just winning one trophy in a year but winning two right like that's an opportunity to do something in additional uh in, in addition to that um and I mean, in hockey, don't we have like a regular season, you know, winner of sorts as well? Like, I think that 
the tough thing about this for the NBA is nobody's going to care off jump. No. And I, and I think the NBA understands this. This is something where you put it in place, and over time, you hope that it builds a culture where, pe- someone, where people care about this more. The question I have is, is having, you couldn't add more games. It just was not going to be feasible. The players weren't going to have that. They're already playing too many games, if you ask me. However, having these games count for two things at once, I wonder how much interest is going to be. Because, I, again, relating it to the WNBA because they already instituted something like this. I don't find myself keeping track of the games that are Commissioner's Cup games. I'm just like, I'm watching a WNBA game. So the Commissioner's Cup has not really filtered in. And I don't think that it's going to change fan behavior early, but I think over time and the idea to look up and be like, yo, we won something, which people you could scoff at right now. I imagine that if you have a bad season and your, your, your friends and family at the water cooler or whatever are dogging you, having something to hold up is going to end up eventually being something that you can appreciate. Um, I think over time, maybe years, maybe decades is what they're hoping for, and the problem is you can't see that success. You can't see that that uh, build up immediately. And part of this too is to, you know, de incentivize teams to tank as well. If you're introducing in season tournament and competition, there would be theoretically more reason for teams to play and play hard and play the people that are needed to win these games because you're competing for something in season. Now, if there was an added benefit here, because I don't know if there's necessarily an added benefit other than, okay, cool, we have an in-season tournament for someone to win a trophy. If there was added benefit in terms of maybe playoff seeding, weighted, something that could affect how the regular season looks in terms of what it means for them to get into the playoffs, now I could see how that could work because – Again, this is a very extreme example, something that isn't necessarily, um, you know, fully baked. But this just, you know, workshop, sure. workshop it a little bit here. Let's say the winner of the Commissioner's Cup is guaranteed an automatic playoff berth. Again, that's but a, again, you're taking this cup and then tying it back into that. But that again, other thing is like sometimes I think you need to start creating other things that are attainable that can have value in and of themselves. Yeah, but I guess I'm trying to. That's what I guess what I'm trying to do is. But in then in, in doing that, you're not assigning value to the cup. You're moving that value back around to the ultimate Larry O'Brien trophy. Well, no, the value is winning the cup to give you further ability to win in the playoffs as well. Like, that's where I think the value would come in. Again, that's a very extreme example that obviously would not go into play. But again, and although, like, one thing you can say, and somebody mentioned this on the text line from the 214, you do this in college, right? Like, we see the conference champions happen as well. Like, that is a version of the regular season meaning something and then the playoff which is the NCAA tournament or whatever or even like the NCAA or the uh, conference championship being something different there are different like winners that you can hold on to like there's mm-hmm. things in American sports that have some reference to this I just one of the things that is is tough is again we are so used to change is not something we're good at and so and look, I don't think that that's necessarily like a problem. I'm not saying that like that's an issue. It's just what it is. And so the NBA is going to have a little trouble. Now, where I do think it could be interesting, you notice that he what he was talking about is all the group games happen in November. I want to see if this becomes like a TV thing that they sell. Because some of this is like when I compare to the W, the W doesn't have marketing hardly at all. So additional marketing to get the, conference, the uh, commissioner's cup up isn't there. Can I, what happens if the NBA has a package of, you know, NBA Cup games where 
you know, every Tuesday and Friday in November, they're selling it like we do NBA on TNT, mm-hmm. you know, where now you have these things geared towards it um, when it comes to the media aspect. You, I, I think we underrate how much the media uh, packaging of something drives our interest in things. And so I wonder if doing that and then having a set day where, you know, this d- December date where, you know, the NBA Cup championship happens, if that won't be something that drives us just because it's another thing on the calendar. Once you put on the calendar, we will find a way to find some value over time. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch as the NBA engages in this because there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of conversation around the reasoning behind creating this NBA Cup. Sure. I don't, and again, as, as much as I seem to be defending it, because I do think it's a pretty interesting idea, I don't think it's going to be like a success immediately. I think this is a long-term It'll take some time, yeah, uh, for sure. But, hey, this is what Adam Silver believes will help grow the game. And, again, part of this is getting the biggest stars of the game to play. Yes. You know, de-incentivizing the idea of tanking. Um, well, crew. really, load management, too. Load because management. One of the things yep. about load management, we always yep. come for the players. It's really a team perspective. Sure. So what happens if that team looks up and says, we would like to win the NBA Cup? Mm-hmm. Will teams care? I don't know immediately. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area where I have one serious question for Larsa Pippen in response oh, to this. Oh, here he goes again. Next on the Get Right. About to go inside the gray area here. Well, of course, there is no gray area here on True. the get right. We're <laughs> Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, mm-hmm. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. It remains two to one in the MLB All Star game. The American League up two to one in the top of the eighth inning as they are trying to hang on to win the mid summer classic. Uh, good competitive ball game. Yeah. Tonight. One thing I realize is, I mean, and to be fair, I'm at work, right? We're at work doing the show. But again, around the same time in the game, I find myself losing interest. But also, we don't have the audio on. Because one thing I mentioned earlier, having the audio on, listening to the in, you know, in-game interviews and stuff kept me tied in. So I, I'm, I'm genuinely interested. And maybe we'll find out tomorrow on other shows on 105 Through the Fan, Sean and RJ, KNC, how, people, how people's interest held with the, you know, different things that they're adding in to the production of the game. Let's go inside the gray area, where, of course, there is no gray area here on the Get Right. little sports here. Shout out to uh, Brandon Miller, who uh, played pretty well mm. tonight for the Charlotte Hornets, him and Nick Smith Jr. Uh, Nick Smith Jr. dropping 33, Brandon Miller 26 uh, of his own as the uh, Charlotte Hornets took on Scoot Henderson, or excuse me, not Scoot Henderson because he's dealing with injury. As he took on the Portland Trailblazers, I forgot Scoot was out dealing with uh, dealing with injury. Yeah, this is the thing where this is the thing about uh, watching summer league making you a sicko. We've gotten to the point where like the players who have shown that they do not need to be on the same field or on the same court as everybody else are no longer playing. And so now you just seeing like the the brand brand new rookies or dudes. With all due respect, right? Like those are dudes that will that would tear me up on a basketball court. But obviously, like in the context of the NBA, 
dudes, right? So if you were watching Summer League at this point, you watching dudes. And Shout just, out to you. Yeah, and just like that, as I just mentioned, that the uh, American League was up 2-1. to one. Two run blast, baby. Yeah, no more. Um, the National League uh, on a DS two-run home run have taken the lead in the MLB All-Star game. So the National League now up 3-2 to two in the top of the eighth inning uh, in the MLB All-Star game. Uh, I got a question for the two of you. What did Larsa Pippen think was going to happen when she found out that Michael Jordan didn't approve of her relationship with his son? I'm surprised that she's finding out. I thought she would have just known. Also, you just love talking about Larsa Pippen, don't you? Well. You love it. I need you to admit it. This is more so about Michael. Mm, okay. If you say so. Whatever you got to say to make you sleep at night. Because it's I find it hilarious. So this comes uh, courtesy of TMZ. Relax. Relax. Uh, this comes TMZ, cur- you say? Yeah. I'm surprised. You, you sure it isn't the LA Times? You sure it isn't nope. the Wall Street Journal? No, nope. TMZ was all over this one. Very Time Magazine. Source. I, actually, TMZ is credible. Yeah, as the, much as I loathe the idea of TMZ sometimes. I mean, now, yeah, they, like, they get in they get into some nonsense news at times, but no, they definitely they yeah. definitely are credible, and that's because they be putting that money out, baby. They're like, we will pay <laughs> for this information. <laughs> From the 214, they're a true listener. Uh, the Weekend playing, and KG is okay with it. Look, I've just, just... He knows he can't fight it. Yeah, I can't fight it anymore. It's just going to happen wherever the gray area is. Um, but Larsa Pippen says she was, quote-unquote, traumatized <laughs> after Michael Jordan didn't approve of her relationship uh, with Marcus Jordan, saying, quote, I didn't think it was funny. There's nothing funny about it. I was kind of embarrassed. I was like traumatized end quote all right so this is a tough thing because we're using lang- the language of therapy so i've got to be very sensitive in this way and like if if that in fact traumatized her i i can't speak to her experience ma'am you are a grown-ass adult you are 49 years old 49 you need you need you need whoever you're dating right outside of like the weirdness of you know the relationships prior and all these things you need the parents of whoever you're dating to approve of the relationship, right? And I understand there are instances where if they disapprove, it can indeed be like, you know, really taxing. But man, you a grown ass adult. Like it's, this just feels, it feels like too much. Do what you please at that point. It feels like you're doing a lot. And what? again, understanding that she's allowed to feel her feelings and they are what they are. And I can't invalidate that. My question is again, what did she think the response was going to be when Michael Jordan found out that his 32-year-old son was dating Larsa Pippen? And everything that has transpired between Pippen, Scotty, that is, and Michael over the last few years with this whole Last Dance documentary. <laughs> From the 2 and 4, traumatized. Wow. Yeah, like it feels like a lot. If that's actually what she experienced, then I can't say, like, I mean, if it, it, that's factually whatever, then it, it is what it is. Traumatized? I feel like we're doing a lot. Like, do you not realize how petty Michael Jordan is? It's also a great point. Like, know your audience. Know who you're talking Thank about. Thank you. That's who he is. Like, that's, that's he the is. ultimate point here. Know who you're talking about. Michael is petty as hell. Of course Michael not going to approve of your relationship with his grown-ass son who's 32 years old. Meanwhile, you could low-key be his mom. All right. Okay. Come on, man. Like, 
<laughs> people have been jumping in the mentions about all this too. They're like, you know who they really feel bad for? Who's this? Scotty Pippen Jr. Because guess who got to hear about this all the time? Oh, I know them locker rooms. Nasty. Nasty work. Hey, Scotty! Like, Scotty! It's, it's 2023, <laughs> and we have come a long way. I don't know that we've come that far. Woo! Dudes, I'm sure dudes are cracking on that, man. Hey, Scotty, your mom out here wilding again. That's unfortunate. What's she do this time? Hey, she out here dating uh, your, your daddy's mortal enemy, son, Marcus. Yeah, somebody uh, help out Scotty, man. Scotty Pippen Jr. I was going to ask why are people still asking these questions, but because, like, people don't read it. <laughs> it was funny because TNZ had, uh, speaking of petty, I guess Michael was at an event and someone shouted. Yeah. You, you saw Paparazzi. It? Yeah. Right, like, hey, Michael, what you think about uh, Lawrence and Scott and, uh, and Marcus's relationship? You approve of that? No. Man, being a paparazzo. <laughs> I guess the money's good. Like, I couldn't feel good about myself doing that job, man. I couldn't. <laughs> That's right. Glad we chose the right profession, right? <sighs> the right possession I, 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 or profession, I don't know if I'll say that. You see, you haven't seen my bank account. I have. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll determine that at a later date. Uh, but with the, no, just also the likelihood that somebody decides that they have had enough of your guff and um, touches your chin, taps your chin. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Mm. I am because these paparazzi, paparazzi be wilding, <laughs> and I know that we've we've kind of moved away from the time period where they were like, I guess more visibly wilding or wilding more. Um, but nah, yeah, 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 they be they be out here accosting them folks, and I I would just be fed up. I cannot blame these folks. So the idea that all you got was a stern no from Michael Jordan, okay, yeah, but I I don't know, I don't know that I could do that. Yes, guff, it's a word that I enjoy. That, there's just certain words that I really enjoy getting off. Guff, <laughs> keister. Um, let me know. What was that? Gall is one of my favorites. Gall, unmitigated gall. You gotta, you gotta, it's got to be unmitigated the gall. unmitigated gall. <laughs> gall is good, but if it's unmitigated, it's even better. It's, te- text in one if you know any, if you could think of any of the words that I clearly enjoy saying or with your favorite words. I want to hear them. Uh, kerfuffle. Ooh, kerfuffle is a good one. I do enjoy a good. Or a brouhaha. Brouhaha. Yes, sir. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, from the. Uh, <laughs> From the 682. She could be his mom. We just celebrated my mom's 50th birthday, and I'm 32. Yeah. No. I just find the whole thing to be rather... Um, Hold on. Somebody got into a place because we were talking about, you know, how Scottie Pippen Jr. might be getting... He might be getting that... uh that Getting that work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, from the 214. You know KG was that guy in the locker room shot across the room. Were you an instigator? Um, I'm going to take no. that silence as No. Yes. No, I was not. I would be the person. I was the ooh. Oh, so you were an instigator. Fantastic. No, no, no. I was the person. I would bet you won't hit him, no. <laughs> That's probably KG. That's my favorite one. Hey, I bet you won't hit him, no. You heard what he said about your mama? You I bet you won't do nothing him, about no. that. You won't do nothing about that. I bet you won't hold it back, though. I wouldn't let him say that to me. <laughs> if I was you, I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> Or the now modern. Me personally, I wouldn't take that if I were you. That's just me. That's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one. one. Like a I wouldn't take that if I was you. Ooh, convoluted from the 903. From the 682, copiously. <laughs> Solid word. From the 972, flabbergasted. Hey, relax, 682, on your pettiness. Uh, why don't Scotty Jr. date Marcus's mom? Hey, relax, 682. Chill out now. Also from the 214, Lo Rangers. Lo Rangers. <laughs> That's always going to be one of our favorite ones now here on the Get Right.
but again, nefarious, nefarious. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's a good yeah, that's shout a good out one. to Dogberry. Yeah. Oh, the Twitch uh, chiming in on there. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the nefarious. Someone said moist, but I I understand how that kind of hit people, but I feel like we done grown past that. I right? think we've grown past that yeah. one, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, serendipitously. How often you use that word? Like I'm, I didn't, I don't mean to like single you out because there's a couple of these where I ask, I figure that question, but I, I guess you were the breaking point for my brain. How often do you actually use the word? Oh, that's a good one. Hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. <laughs> I feel like it's a whole Stephen A. Smith special at this point. <laughs> Indubitably. Indubitably. Oh, wow. Judicious. Hoodwinks. Let us straight. Preposterous. Bamboozle. The gumption. <laughs> oh, gumption. That's a good one, too. That's yes. A- I like ones that are kind of yeah. kind of quaint and folksy. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> folksy. That's a good word, too. Folksy is a good one. That's quaint good- as well. Quaint, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like the word moist. Yeah, there's a, that seems to be a consensus. There was a time a lot, when a that word was kind of, you know, being used just, you know. Haphazardly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, what what context, what, what's, what's the context for you using the word moist? For what? To like, annoy people. Yeah, that's pretty that's much, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I guess so. Uh, fortuitous. Well, that's a good word. Perplex. Perplex. Yes. Yep. Ooh, they said no cap. They use ser- serendipitously a lot. Okay. Oh wow. I see you. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Uncouth. Oh, I do use hey, that, a that, lot. That's a, that's a good. And one. I do say scuttlebutt a lot. That's fair. <laughs> you got me there. You did get me there. <laughs> Appreciate the shout out four six nine. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, keep those flowing in. By the way, I want to know what what words that uh, tomfoolery. Okay, hey, that's that. Hey, there. I like yep. that. That's a good yes, one. Yes, sir. Just uh, now we're just playing name a word. Oh no. <laughs> I think the 347 looked up what Marcus Jordan looked like. Oh, no, don't do that to him. And they say, ain't no way in hell that, that dude 32. Don't do that to him. They say he got old face. That's tough. Let me tell you. Yeah, That's I say, tough. 347, tell me, how old do you think Oh no, Marcus Jordan? What does he look like to you, age They call wise? Marcus Jordan OG? That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> That's inside the gray area here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Inconceivable. Fiddlesticks, inconceivable. You've been watching uh, Princess Bride. Is that what? Is that what did it? Uh, when he says out in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Your headlines next on the Get Right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.